Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. Men's mental health matters. Live life with an outback mind. Thanks so much for joining in. Episode 199 today. Uh, Really, really uh, important one, actually. I believe, um, you know, we're going to talk a lot about what we need to do to thrive as men um, as we sort of, you know, move through the decades of our lives and um, uh, the functionality of all that. Now, I've got a great guy on with me today by the name of Jason Bluer. Jason's uh, got an organisation called the Primal Man Project, really about getting men back to the true essence of being a man again you know um, I reckon we've lost touch with that over the years um, you know more and more so over the last few years you know we're pretty confused uh, but what are the you know some of the fundamental things that we can do as men to be able to get back to the the core of who we actually actually really are and, and you know what uh, being a man is all about I guess you know um, yeah, so Jason and I are going to talk a lot about that today, but primarily around um, what we need to do to be able to get our physical body working properly. And uh, lifting weights is a lot uh, has a lot to do with that. You know, I just know personally if I lift weights, um, you know, regularly, uh, my body works better. But also, it just it just I wouldn't say build build self confidence, but it just gives you a a sense of uh, reassurance within yourself without uh, ego, you know, and uh, I just think that's important. You know, a lot of guys uh, uh, lift weights, uh, they look good, but the ego sort of takes over. So to be humble, I think, is really key. So we're going to talk a bit about that today and how to sort of find that balance within ourselves. So I uh, really hope you enjoy the chat. So I'm really grateful for you for joining in. If you enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind making a donation to the Outback Mind Foundation, I'd be really grateful uh, just to keep us going. And uh, I've got some, some big plans with regards to this uh, over the next six months to 12 months. So I've got to try and reach our goals and uh, every little bit helps. So if you'd like to jump on the Outback Mind website, Outback Mind Foundation website, um, you'll um, see a support uh, section there and um, yeah, if you could help out I'd be really appreciative, uh, appreciative and you get a tax invoice so it's all fully tax deductible so um, benefits there that's for sure so alrighty appreciate your feedback if you'd like to send me some uh, best to email support at outbackmind.org.au G'day mate how are you? <laughs> good brother how are you doing? Right, pretty good a long time no speak actually it's been <laughs> I think the the last episode I did with you was episode one hundred and thirty one, I reckon. So I've done nearly seventy since then, and um, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on your work and what you're doing, mate, and uh, I love it. You know, I think uh, you're hitting the nail on the head um, with uh, helping guys getting back to the primal way of living again. Yeah, thanks, brother. Well done for the work that you're doing as well, man. That's a pretty prolific uh, set of podcasts, and yeah, thanks for the work that you do, man, to get it, get get the message out there that it's. Uh, 
that you know we need to look after ourselves and have the kind of conversations that you're having so well done for sure and i appreciate it and um you know like i've i've had some pretty serious conversations um over the last probably a few months with some indigenous elders and um you know they're feeling confident now that actually men are starting to get back to more of an indigenous way of living um you know to be able to sort of get back to connection with nature and connection with other guys more often you know uh, i just think that's so important and um you know we've actually lost our way quite a bit uh you yeah know, guys got disconnected you know over the last um well, probably the last hundred years, you know, uh, with regards to, you know, going to the pub and, and having that collaboration through drinking, um, uh, you know, and that's sort of probably amplified over the 60s, 70s and 80s and, and probably even more so since, um, you know, six o'clock closing uh, started in the pub, uh, or, you know, stopped in the pub and then it went to 10 o'clock and so forth. And then, you know, that was a way that people sort of caught up, but that's a bit of a false way to um, to collaborate, I reckon. You know, booze, it's great in some ways, but also, um, you know, to get together as guys and talk about the real shit, I think that's that's what's really important. Yeah, the social social lubricant of alcohol, yeah, it's been part of our culture for a long time. And, you know, if you think back to where our culture originated, you know, think about the, the, the way that people lived in industrialised in England. Mm-hmm. The houses were very small. And they would live in these tiny little places. Nobody had lounge rooms. Mm. You didn't have a lounge like we do in Australia. So everybody would go to the pub, which was which was effectively the communal lounge room. Mm. And you know, while that was a good thing in terms of having community, you know, it was it was a it was a community based around a, a substance that was really unhealthy and unproductive for you know for men. And if and if we go way back, we would have been doing a very different version of that. You know, sitting around a fire, mm. we would have been out on the hunt. And we would have been doing the physical things or working in the fields or whatever it was. And we would have had that connection and that collaboration, but it would have been based around something that was healthy as opposed to something that's unhealthy. That's what we're doing now. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, look, I've seen it. I, like, uh, we're unconscious of it because it's just part of the fabric when we grow up. And um, mm. I sort of saw it with my dad, you know, like, like once, once the alcohol was taken away, I, I just think they felt lost and... Um, you know, when, like, he's, 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 nearly, he's nearly 90 now, but a lot of the friends that he had, once the alcohol was removed, they, they just disconnected, you know, um, yeah. as they got yeah. older. So that, that comrade in that real mateship, is that fair income? I don't know whether it actually is, you know. They're not heart-based uh, individuals or conversations. Uh, they're all about ego, I reckon, and, uh, you know, that's where we've got to try and flip things around a bit. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's um, it's tricky, but yeah, we've we've had this false sense of uh, reality and false sense of security, which has been developed over the generations. And you know, alcohol is great. I, I like to have a beer occasionally, but I know my body pays for it the next day too if I do. But um, uh, I certainly think we've got to be aware of that. You know, what's a healthful way to communicate, and what's uh, an unhealthful way? Um, you know, to communicate and actually realise the difference. Well, what I noticed for Australian culture is that when you have a beer. You'll actually you'll actually say what you really think. Yeah. So in a way, it's taking the barrier down, and you know it's it's classic. You know, a lot of these a lot of these, especially younger guys, will, will go to the pub and have a few beers and ah, oh, love you, mate, and ah, oh, fucking love you, mate, and you know the, the the expression comes out, the emotion comes out. You know, people can can really open up, and I think the challenge for men is that how do we introduce that authenticity and real conversation with without the without the lubricant of alcohol. Mm. And, you know, I think the work that you do and the work that I do is, is trying to erode, trying to, to pull back the, 
the, the walls that a lot of men have up. And it doesn't mean to say that we need to all sit around having a crying towel every day and mm. complain about our problems, but let's at least have some real conversations about what's actually going on for us, you know, and if we're having challenges, then let's let's put it out there. Yeah. And, and, and the work that I do, it ba- it's based on solutions. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about talking about problems and then just wallowing in it. It's about, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And in a men's circle, like the way that I run it, we say, cool, I'm going to put my problem on the table. And then men are going to share from their perspective and their wisdom and experience of what they did when they had similar problems. Mm. And from there, we invite men to make a commitment and say, okay, cool, this is what I've heard from the other men. This is the wisdom I've gotten. And this is what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, mate. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's being accountable, isn't it, too? You know, And I reckon that we as men, we're afraid to be held, not so much held accountable, but accountable to ourselves. Yes, like yes, the, I agree. Yeah, the mind will, will really, um, you know, take you to the easy way, uh, to that comfort and, and, you know, that challenge is, is really confronting for us. But, you know, a discovery that I've had, um, uh, I'm 50 now, and a discovery that I've had sort of over my journey and it's becoming more and more, um, you know, relevant now is to have this balance. And, um, you know, that challenge is important because that's, that's yang energy, you know, primarily. Um, mm. um, so I've been learning a lot about Chinese medicine. Uh, this will probably sound weird to a lot of people, but it's very, very relevant. So as we get older, we're going to be able to develop that yang energy more and more. Otherwise, it starts mm-hmm. to fade away. And 100%. Then, and then our mental health, you know, can, can decline primarily and our physical health can, can decline. And let's face it, Western medicine um, will, 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 will prey on that, you know. Basically, like, we'll have to go and perhaps get medication to uh, to keep ourselves sort of um, balanced, but it's a false sense of energy a bit, you know. And, um, <clears throat> you know, this morning I, I woke up and uh, I did a workout and I sat down in meditation and I did what's called Nadi Shodhana. Nadi Shodhana is where you balance both um, nostrils. So you're breathing in and out both nostrils uh, alternatively. Mm. And I noticed my right nostril was much stronger than, than, than the left. So I'm bringing more air through the right than the left. But when I actually like, you know, did that for time and corrected that, then the harmony in my mind started to get back to balance again. And yeah, well. um, so, you know, <clears throat> that anxious energy was there but that's basically left brain dominance. That's why my right nostril was uh, was open. But once I started to open the left nostril, that actually brought the balance back into the mind again. And you just get back to this harmony. Your heart rate sort of slows and settles down. And, and these are the sorts of tools and tricks that we can actually do to be able to, you know, help guys get into the rhythm that I believe is available to all of us. We're just going to learn, you know, how to access it. Yeah, 100%. And even just the simple act of consciously breathing. Mm. Um, whether whether or not people subscribe to the left side, right side, or the philosophy behind that, mm. you know, my experience is just a really practical thing of taking deep conscious breaths can can create a massive state <coughs> change in people's nervous energy because m- most of us are operating out of that sympathetic nervous system, mm. you know, activated fight or flight, the way that our society has us set up, go go go, get it done, get up early, um, and even the things that a lot of, say, personal development and health-orientated people are trying to promote us doing. Go to the gym, go after it, go hard, succeed, go to work, hustle. You know, while some of those things may be helpful for us, as you say, if you're not balancing out that parasympathetic, you know, if you're not giving yourself that opportunity for the rest and digest, then 
you're actually doing yourself a disservice, even though you think it's a good thing to do. You know, guys are going to the gym and they're taking their pre-workout, they're getting all jacked up on caffeine and, mm. and, and their nervous systems are shot. Yes. Yep. And the simple, act of, the simple act of breathing, you know, there's the a Japanese study that says just taking six deep breaths can actually lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate, and, and actually create that balance in your nervous system. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of breath work. I, I do a lot of it myself and I teach it on the retreats that I run. But, mates, um, when we exercise, we actually unconsciously do breathe deeply, you know. Um, True. So, you know, moving that body is, is really important. And, you know, if you do lift weights, you know, you, you have to take these breaths to be able to, you know, um, execute, uh, I think. And, uh, and that's a great, a great entree into actually learning how to functionally breathe well. Uh, and, 100%. Yeah, and give your... Yeah, your awareness, um, a bit of a reset when you're actually uh, understanding, when you're engaged and you're on, how your breath actually gets into that rhythm. But see, the mind, the human mind is very complex. When we sort of disengage from that, um, uh, you know, that, that, that disciplined practice, then our minds wander all over the place and our breath just gets short and then, um, you know, we start to, uh, you know, think of the past and the future too much. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I know, we, we, you know, we've been a chat a bit about exercise here and, and the journey of lifting weights, but, you know, it comes back, for me, it comes back to the breath, you know, and, and as you were sharing that, I thought, you know, when you're doing a squat or when you're doing a, a heavy deadlift, one of the things that I've been coached to do is actually be really aware of what my core and what my breath is actually doing to support my body. Yep. And, yeah, people that focus on cardio exercise exclusively, you know, when, when I first was on my weight loss journey, um, I said, oh, thought, cool, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm just going to run all the time. And actually, what, what I've found is that that can actually be something that enhances the cortisol, you know, the stress chemicals in our body. If, we just, if all you're doing is running, um, but it's the weightlifting and it's the heavy resistance training that has actually allowed me to really get the physical activity and actually increase my, my cardiovascular fitness. Because, man, if you've ever lifted, if you ever, if you've ever lifted anything heavy, you gassed after. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, mate. Like, no, thinking about it while you're speaking then too, um, like I started my journey um, like from getting sort of unhealthy, um, probably a lot like yourself, but I was going to the gym early uh, and then getting the, the weight done. And, and I was angry. I, I wouldn't say I was, well, I was angry, but it was just like all this, this stuff in the past was fueling me. Um, you know, and that just got me to lift more and more and more. And, you know, um, I got myself really, really, really physically fit, uh, full strong. Um, and, you know, I took that outside the gym and I started to you know, throw tractor tires around and you know, all that sort of stuff before CrossFit became a thing. Mm -hmm. Got myself really fit and strong. And then to have a rest, I'd go running. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, I started doing a few Ks and then a few more and, Eventually, I was running 140k a week. You know, I'd, wow. I'd get up three, three thirty. I'd run before I'd go to work, and uh, and that. But but you no, know, that was great. It actually gave me a lot of um, you know clarity. Um, uh, but also, we talk about the yin and the yang. That was real yin energy. You know, primarily. So I, I just think I actually lost connection uh, with the yang side of things and that balance. Uh, mm. And that's why the. Um, the the you know the, the the lifting is important because it actually gives us that 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 balance back you know if we're, we're too much on one side then eventually you know we can um you know i know with me with my journey um a lot of stuff come up when i was running long distances 
but it was good stuff too. It was actually like, you know, empowering, but also that yin energy got too strong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then you might start to wonder and then you start to self-doubt and all those sorts of things. So to be able to have um, that balance and that, that, that masculine energy, uh, I think, um, is really, really important for guys, you know, as we sort of progress through life, you know, um, uh, particularly, as, as I said, as we get older, I think it's, um, it's, it's critical and important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of the ways that most men are living, you know, I'd exclude guys that are on the tools but a lot of guys that are you know like my my journey you know i was i was based in an office and mm-hmm. and most people in this country are mostly based in urban environments and most of them are working in in a in a in, a, in, a, in an office job of some of some sort right like mm-hmm. sitting down or at least and i think that is just part of a big challenge that we have is that our lifestyle is very sedentary and you know we're not doing the things that our body was designed to be doing and lifting heavy weights doing something that is really physically challenging to our body is actually what we were designed to have you know the the body adapts so powerfully to to heavy lifting and to compound movements um which is you know the the deadlifts and the and the squats Mm. um and um you know you spoke before about the need to increase these kind of yang activities as you get older like the, the the science actually supports that a lot men's testosterone has actually gone down on average. So the average adult male in the 1980s had about 20 to 30% more testosterone than the average male does today. Mm. And I think that's a combination of a bunch of different factors. They actually, they actually don't really know why, but it's just it's becoming more and more important for men to do the things that are going to support them having a healthy balance with their testosterone, which is almost like the medical, I guess, explanation behind the yang energy that you're talking about. Mate, <clears throat> you think about sitting in an office, right? Like fluoro lights um, primarily destroy our energy. You know, I, mm. I, I really believe that. Our, mm. it's, it's actually like putting us in a pressure cooker, uh, mm. like, like a microwave. And I'll observe this over the years. Like I actually worked as a health advisor with the Tassie government and it was all about employee wellbeing. And I'm sort of saying to them, we've got people sitting on their ass, you know, behind a computer under these lights, you know, that's that's um, the health risk, um, you know, in its essence. But that was ignored, you know. They, they didn't want to do anything about that. But, um, uh, you know, you, you watch your energy change. If you go into a, into a room uh, and, and you, know, the, you know, there's no natural light and you're sitting under a fluoro and, uh, and just watch how things change. And, and this is where, <clears throat> you know, our mental health can really take a swing. So, yep. you know, people in that environment are sort of looking for the lolly machine or something to give them a bit of energy. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're just actually being denatured. And, um, you know, this is where I believe, you know, we've got to start to have a swing and a change. And, you know, we've got to be um, really vocal about this sort of stuff too because I think over time if these conversations are had more and more, then they're going to have to do something. But, you know, a lot of those um, industries, areas – I don't know whether they, 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 they say they talk about health, they promote health, but really are they serious about it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people aren't actually connected with their own energy, you know? They don't actually understand or, you know, be able to read what's going on in their bodies and, and how that can actually change. And, you know, I guess by doing the work like you have and, and I was able to do, you actually become a bit more connected with your breath and your body and you can actually see where things are shifting for you, you know, and... 
Um, you know, you don't have to rely on the sugar or the alcohol as much because you're actually like more aware of what's knocking you around. Yeah, and the, and the work that I've done, I completely agree with you. You know, the work that I've done to understand what's the explanation in behind that, you know, you talk about the energy or the, the body systems, you know, even just something like melatonin, which is what we get when we get exposed to natural light. Yeah. So one of the simplest things that people can do to start supporting their mental health is in the, f- the first thing in the morning is actually get outside and get some sunlight on their body, get some sunlight on their skin. Yep. And, you know, there's a big thing around skin cancer and, you know, not being in the sun. And I get it if you're, if you're out in the sun all day long. But for a lot of guys who are based in an office, they won't see the sun. You know, they'll get to the office, it'll be dark. They'll, they'll come home, it'll be dark. And they wonder why their mental health's in, a, in, a, in an ordinary place and they're not feeling good. And then they've got to, as you say, they've got to stimulate themselves with, with, with sugar and, and, and with alcohol. If you can just get 10 minutes of sunshine directly on your skin in the first thing in the morning, get your body moving, it's going to set you up so much better for the day and, and get your body into, into balance. You know, we were designed to be outdoors. We were designed to be moving our bodies and, and getting out into nature. And that's, yeah, it's a big part of the work that I do is, is taking guys out of that habitual cycle of inactivity and disconnection from themselves and and get them back into the way that we were designed to live yeah. originally you know we, we evolved for a couple of hundred thousand years as this species we were outdoors we were moving our bodies we were hunting for our food and we were sitting in tribe and almost all of those things have gone away in the way that we live in the modern world mm. oh mate 100 percent. we've been denatured you know oh, absolutely uh, have a think about it like you're how old are you 40 40 yet you're probably not not yet uh 38 yeah getting close actually this is a pivotal time for you mate like 37 mm. to 40 is a real real pivotal time and you will find uh you you you, you may observe guys around your sort of age group like the the testosterone is declining um yep. you know a bit of depression and self-doubt and all that sort of thing sort of starts to creep in but um but yeah like being aware of this like uh, you know, we've been denatured consistently. I'm, I'm a bit older, as I said, I'm 50, but I've just watched it over the years, the 70s, the 80s and beyond, and just how we've been programmed, you know, for a start into the supermarket, uh, whereas back then everyone grew and shared and all that sort of stuff, and we were actually empowered. But through this, you know, what we perceive as being comfort, we've actually been disempowered, you know, in, in many ways. So, yeah, couldn't, yeah, couldn't agree more. yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, there's been control around that. So, you know, um, you know, the, the guy that grows the um, the broccoli now is using all these chemicals, and, and, and your body is, is consuming this sort of stuff, and it's confused. Um, you know, yeah, so to be able to get back to the natural way of you know, connecting with the sunlight and connecting with um, the, the elements and eating the elements, um, you know, in its pure essence, I think can have a, a big impact above the shoulders. And it's not talked about in the mental health system at all, mate, you know. Prevention is, is a lot better than treatment. And, you know, we chat about this before we started, started you know, recording. And, you know, that's one of the things I see is that when guys come into the men's circles and the work that I do and they say, oh, I'm in a really bad way, I, I say, yeah, here's the things you can do to get about to get back to baseline, and I spoke about them before. Mm. And what, what I find is so much more powerful is that if we have these conversations and we get in front of it early and men introduce, especially men, introduce these kind of things into our lifestyle, we, we, can, we can prevent getting to that down place, getting to that place where you're feeling low, you know. Mm. Um, my, my own, you know, journey with this is is perfect example. You know, I was a corporate guy working in offices and, I was doing fly in, fly out for a, for a long time. And, you know, I was, I was overweight. 
I was using alcohol on the weekends and, and even drinking during the week to 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 downregulate myself. You know, coffee during the day, alcohol at night, stimulant depressant, just going back and forth in that yo-yo cycle. Yeah. And then when I had some when I had challenges in my life, when I had a marriage breakdown, the wheels fell off. You know, I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the the things in place in my life to support my mental health. So that 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 peak and trough meant that my 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 trough was was you know took me out and and i went into a bunch of different addictive behaviors to try and feel better about myself you know i was i went into dating and and trying to find women and it was you know it wasn't supporting me yes. and if i fast forward you know i started to get into fitness it was actually my gateway into personal development before i did any of the men's work the first thing i actually used was fitness and i and i joined a crossfit gym and uh and there was community you know, I was around a bunch of other people that really wanted to do the work of working on themselves and they wanted to be healthier. And, and there was connection. You know, people would ask me, where were you on Saturday morning, mate? You know, where were you with the Saturday morning workout? And so I went out for a drink and they said, ah, okay, well, you better be there at the next one. You know, <laughs> yeah. there, there was accountability. Yes. And, mate, I, I, lost, I lost about 18 kilos, you know, with just simple, the simple act of actually being a part of a group of people that were healthy. They didn't want to go out drinking on a Friday night. Mm. They were coming to the Saturday morning workout. We'd go climbing, climb a mountain on the weekends. Yes. You know, that was our idea of a good time. Yeah. And, you know, in, in that relationship with my body, I then started to understand my mindset. I started to then get a sense of, mate, I, I would do workouts and I would actually get emotional. <laughs> my, my body was actually starting to process the things that I'd been through in my life that I hadn't dealt with. Yes. And I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I would actually have emotional breakdowns. You know, when I get to the end of a really, really hard workout, I actually would have tears come up and it would, uh, it would come out of my body. Yep. And, and that was, to me, that was the, the indicator, you know, that I needed to do more work on that and really understand what was going on for me. But the gateway to it was actually through my body. Yes. Oh, mate, 100%. You know, we don't understand, but a lot of tension gets stored in our hips primarily, you know, so mm. to be able to release uh, your hips um, through exercise, but also so, so through stretching and yoga and that sort of thing, uh, that's where a lot of emotions can come up, you know, so you think about it, like you're tense and you're tense above the shoulders, you know, and that, that goes into worry or fear or whatever it might be, uh, that uncertainty, but if you can release that energy, then all of a sudden you actually open yourself up to get back to that balance again. That balance was always there when you were a young fella, you know, but it just got distracted and taken away. And then you start to, you know, divert your um, your thinking and your energy and you look for stimulation uh, to be able to keep you going. And it's like, like you know, there's part of us that it's hardwired to, to chase consistently, you know, looking for a mm. coffee, looking for a woman, looking for... Um, you know, a new car, looking for something. This is where guys in the mining industry get trapped because they're always on this hunt, on this search. All of a sudden, mm. their nervous system gives them a kick up the ass and says, okay, we're going to give you some form of disease here. Uh, you know, and that, that's when, you know, behaviours start to, um, uh, to change and, uh, you know, relationships start to break down and all those sorts of things. And, um, you know, when I talk about disease, physically things happen, but also mentally they, they, they happen. So, you know, that might go into anxiety or depression or whatever, but you've got to find this, this balance, I believe, on a, on a daily basis. It's really important, you know, moving, moving ahead. There's this ancient wisdom um, that, that's a, an undercurrent of truth behind everything, you know, and um, if you can get connected to that, you know, you, you've got yourself a, a platform to be able to, you know, to stabilise and, 
You know, I always um, look at nature in the morning. I get up early. I see the sun coming up you know, after a workout, and then I, I'll do meditation uh, around that time. And you know, actually, like you, you see the world waking up. You know, that's the most important thing. You know, there's this 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 current, which they call the nard um, underneath everything, and uh, you see the world for what it is before things start to move. And you just got to watch, you know, wildlife and animals and see how they go about it. They don't have to think; they just flow with the with the current of nature. You know, we need to probably get more more connected to that. Uh, and I just think that can really help us, um, you know, thrive. We we don't want to we don't want to go through this lifetime struggling, mate. You know. We're not, we're not meant to, you know, we don't want to just work hard and get a pension and die. A lot of people do, you know, let's actually like start to, to, to plan um, our lives a little bit more proactively where we can start to get into this, um, you know, this, this connection that's always there for us. But, um, you know, the collaboration and the education that you're doing, uh, you know, is, is actually like getting people, you know, uh, back to that, but also, you know, small steps which can take them a, a long way and sort of fast track their journey as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And, you know, I just want to pick up on something that you mentioned there around around chasing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the way that we live, especially men, we're, we're living in this dopamine-driven life, you know. So for those who maybe don't not familiar with this neurochemical, dopamine is the thing that wants us to get more mm-hmm. and to feel pleasure and to desire and go after something. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that our society has structured the way we live we're chasing, you know, chasing the car, chasing the house, chasing the money. And the problem is with dopamine, it's great. It makes us feel good, but it doesn't ever get satisfied because it's always looking for something more. Mm. And that, that thing that you mentioned here around, you know, designing your life and actually living a life that's deliberate, if we are not careful, and, and this is, again, this was, this was my experience, I was just chasing for the sake of chasing and, and it was insatiable. I never felt satisfied. I'd achieve a goal and feel like, what's next? What's next? You know, I, I'd feel good and then I'd go for the next feel good. And what we need to do and the work that I do helps men come back into a balance with their other neurochemicals, oxytocin and serotonin. And those two things are responsible for feeling good around other people and feeling satisfied and content with our lives and, and, and with our experiences. And really simple practices like being in nature, taking time, even if you're not necessarily meditating, but just taking time to be quiet and allow our minds to settle. And, and yoga is an amazing practice for that. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal way to, to get into the experience of our body and to be present and allow ourselves to down-regulate some of that stimulated, anxious, chasing energy. Mm. And the other thing that, you know, you said I want to pick up on is this idea of designing our lives you know, the Primal Man Project, our slogan is to live life by design. And, and design has two meanings. Design is the way that we were designed or evolved to live. And design is also about choosing, you know, what we do with our time and where we're going with our lives. And a lot of men, and I was, again, I was in this situation as well, get, a, get, get into a trap of being in the hamster wheel. You know, being in the rat race of just doing the same thing over, over, and, over and every day, you know, drink, eat, sleep, repeat. And the problem with that is it doesn't give ourselves anything to look forward to. Even if you're booking a holiday in six months' time and then you go on the holiday, what then? Yeah. You know, what's the bigger picture for our lives and what's the bigger picture for where we're going? If, if we don't have that in place, it can have us feeling like we're in this humdrum rat race. For sure, mate. Oh, look... 
the the light bulbs were coming up for me then but you know probably 10 15 years ago probably not quite but um I, I was right in the loop and, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd always think, oh, I have to go on holidays to actually, like, like get back to feeling good again. It'd probably take a week or two to um, to get back to feeling, you know, nice and calm and then all of a sudden you're back to work again, you know. Um, mm. I remember years ago, like, I'd sort of started to change and we went on holidays and, and I was off running and that every day. My wife's saying, what are you doing? We're on holidays. I said, well, it doesn't matter. I've got this routine now. I need to... Uh, maintain that but also I um, actually enjoy it you know so I just think that the mindset uh, is to go on holidays eat shit drink booze come back probably feeling worse than what you did when you um, when you when you left and then <laughs> and then you're back into the on, on, on the hamster wheel again as you said but but um, but mate that feeling of calm is available to us all the time you know that that feeling yeah. of balance if we we can do these things and get into the routine you, you get that holiday feeling all the time and that that is your parasympathetic nervous system in its essence yeah 100 percent. and i have a, I have a phrase that i like to live by it's on my vision board it's live a life you don't need a holiday from yes yeah. so so for me i you know I, i'm lucky enough to be able to work for myself and work you know from home and wherever i want to so going away for a weekend or getting out into nature or doing things where I can mix up my routine and then enjoy the day-to-day so that, you know, holidays, they're such a small percentage of our time. You know, if we get away for a couple of weeks a year or if we're lucky a bit more, you know, geez, that's not very much. That's not a very big percentage. And if, and if we're living life for the weekend or if we're living life for our holidays, mm. geez, it's not a very good life. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I agree. Yep. Yeah, this is where I think things have got to change in the workplace too, mate. Like the 12-hour shifts... Um, you know, guys are in that loop. Uh, you've got to work hard to look after yourself. Otherwise, you're just being denatured, as I said. And, um, you know, in mining, primarily, guys who work underground, they're, 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 they're constantly away from, you know, the natural elements, and that's taking them out of whack, and that's where they're looking for booze and sugar and that sort of thing, as, as you know. But um, we've got actually got to put in the work, and we've got to start to um, disconnect from the consumable way of life and the material way of life, for, you know, for, for, for giving us pleasure to actually say, no, I need to do something now to look after my health rather than my wealth. And if you can start to mm. do that more often, then all of a sudden you're going to get back to the truth again and you won't need to uh, to chase consistently, um, you know, the material stuff or the holiday or whatever to get back to feeling good, you know. So I just think it's important if, if, if guys work in those industries, have a have a, a full stop or a red, a red button where you say, that's it, I'm, I'm moving out, I've, I've made my money. But I see guys consistently, like they get to a stage, oh, they want a bigger house, or they want to you know, do something, um, you know, which is continually, um, you know, having them chase. And, uh, mate, you know, the amount of guys that I've seen that have got, um, you know, these big ram utes that are, that are miserable, you know, they're, they're, they're bloody miserable, but they've actually got, you know, the material aspect of, um, of, of happiness. But um, really, underneath all that, there's this truth, as I mentioned before, which we can't get away from. It's, it's always going to be there. And if we don't sort of do things to, to connect to that, that balance again, then we do get kicked in the ass, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I was listening to a podcast interview with um, with Tony Robbins, and, and he's, a, he's a guy that's been around this work for, I think, 40 years. And mm. He talked about the difference between achievement and fulfillment mm. and you know the distinction that most of us are geared towards achievement even even in the personal development world you know people start to talk about having goals the problem with that is that okay you might have a goal to get a truck you might have a goal to get a bigger house or more money a- achievement in itself is not satisfying 
and any, anybody who's who's had those things will probably know and anybody who's chasing those things may find out pretty soon is that it doesn't really give you a deeper sense of fulfillment and satisfaction mm. and and again that was me you know having having a high paid job I was I was a consultant in the mining industry and flying around the world to help mining industry you know make more money and 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 granted you know hurt less people but mm. I didn't have a sense of fulfillment in the work that I was doing yeah and I and I took you know I, I took it took a, a pretty big uh you know they say that the universe sends a feather and if you don't listen it sends a brick and if you don't listen it sends a truck yes (laughs) well well, i got i got hit by a pretty big truck you know i was i was working for a consulting business in the philippines and i was um you know obviously wound up pretty tight and and i got i got drunk at at a at a work christmas party and i behaved like an absolute idiot i i was confrontational and took my shirt off and and danced around like an absolute idiot and just went went way too far mm. and you know i got blackout drunk and I've, I've never done that i've never done that in my life before then and i've never done it since and it gave me a real wake-up call you know i got i got fired from the job and i was de- you know demobed the next day from site and and what i realized is i was i was winding myself up so tight and i was giving myself no space to live and and to really have a deeper sense of uh, fulfillment in my life that I was, it was wound up like a coil, and it was just only a matter of time before you know something happened. And but it was a, it was a fantastic wake up call. You know, I didn't enjoy it at the time, but I tell you what, it, it sent my life in a new direction. Mm. You know, because I, I really realised that I needed to be doing something in my life that was more meaningful and and more satisfying. And uh, yeah, that's that's actually when I started the Primal Man Project. I realised I was I was living away from the way that I was designed to live, mm-hmm. and. I went on my own journey to really understand what it was that it, what it was that human beings are really here to do, mm. and and I got this I got this really powerful breakthrough, and I really understood we were designed to live in tribes, and and what that means is that we're actually designed to contribute to other people, mm. and that sense of contribution, and you do it in the work that you do. I know you know this. But for those that are sort of working in their own careers, just pursuing their own benefit and maybe just working hard to, to you know, to, to provide for their families, they probably relate to this. You know, you're really not getting that sense of feeling like anything that you're doing is contributing to the world and contributing to people outside yourselves. Mm. And once I, once I got into this work and started, you know, running the men's circles and, and helping men to live better lives, man, I, I, I've never been more fulfilled. Mm. Every day that I wake up and I can contribute to people's lives, it's a day that I'm fulfilled, not just happy. Mm, mm, amazing, mate. And yeah, like you, you're dead right. You you actually like hitting it in its essence. Like you know, these small indicators that actually like end up being a, a really heavy indicator that actually give you the kick up the ass that you need. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys don't get to that stage where they've got the decision to uh, to 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 make that change. They'll either have an accident or they'll 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 take their lives or whatever. Um, you know, but they're not actually realising that, that these moments are happening for a reason and, and this is what, what you're doing is, is helping those guys when they get to that stage to turn that corner now like you did through that, that lived experience, you know. Um, and that's that's so powerful and so important and, 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 and needed, you know, in modern society. And, um, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, you, you did right, mate. And, and that, that that's so common. I see guys expelling this behavior all the time you know uh through this this uh this ego uh and underneath there's there's this 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 beautiful little boy that's actually like really hurting or just disconnected from himself you know and um 
Um, we always talk about, you know, the the, the funny guy um, who might just come come and take his life, you know, like all of a sudden people are shocked. But, um, but you know, deep down, he's not able to express himself or doesn't know how to express himself um, to be able to get back to the, the, the truth of actually who he is again, you know. And that's why the circles and, and the work that you're doing, I, I think, is important because it actually helps people feel vulnerable enough that they can display that. Um, whereas before and the generations, you know, I discussed earlier the 70s, 80s and 90s and, and beyond, you know, guys were too ambivalent to be able to do that. And it made, I, I know with the circles that I, I run here, I've just watched people change before my eyes, you know, over over weeks, mm. months, whatever. And and in that, I actually, I had, to, I had to get some references recently for... Uh, for a loan that I'm trying to get for the charity and uh, I got some guys to write letters and mate it was just amazing to, to actually like see what they'd experienced through these circles on paper um, mm. you know, to actually see that and you know these aren't things that, are, that they're spoken about uh, they, they might say thanks occasionally but now they actually had the ability to be able to express what uh, what they what they were experiencing and you know um yeah like same as you weren't up as a top come to this they felt safe they felt you know okay to just talk about things they were okay to be vulnerable which they hadn't been vulnerable before uh and these are professional people like you know um an ex an ex-federal policeman and um uh you know people that um uh you know that are quite career driven and sort of you know um sort of under that that brow of that attachment to their identity you know but once you get uh back to the truth as i said you realize that we're all the same mate and that 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 that's never dying it's it's always there we're just going to try and get people back to that ability to be able to you know speak their truth and from their heart and um and take a diversion into a career or into a life that um that's going to keep them happy healthy and well and contributing and I think having that purpose is really important. You know, we, you wouldn't have had the purpose in the mining industry. Uh, you know, in the in those um, in those sort of systems because you were chasing and uh, you were looking for money and, and that temporary make believe happiness. But that that true happiness, um, that's what the universe, as you said, is always trying to teach us. Uh, we're just got to try and make sure we stay true to that at the end of the day. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And yeah, the. Um the, the chasing the chasing and uh, the the achievement and the satisfaction you know it's it's a, it's an equation that not a lot of men are really aware of because there just isn't this part of our culture mm. we don't have an awareness i think in a in a common conversation that hey we're actually supposed to be in tribes and we're supposed to be contributing to each other we're supposed to actually be doing something for someone other than ourselves mm. and and i i do a lot of work in evolutionary biology you know i i, I really want to understand what is this human animal designed to be doing and, and anybody who's worked in charity you know like the work that you do and mate it's 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 absolutely amazing i love i love what you're doing and i love uh, uh, you know the fact that you've you've had those references and things come back to, to really confirm you know that the benefit of what you're offering is is just is, is awesome mm, yeah. but when when people work in charities or do a bit of charity work you know they feel this fantastic feeling of wow this is this is great to really help other people it's actually part of our evolution because if we were in tribes and we only looked after ourselves, the tribe wouldn't survive. So our whole biology, our whole nervous system, our whole set of reward chemicals, they're all designed to want to encourage us to contribute to other people. And without that connection and without that contribution and without that community, 
men are living a long way from the way we were designed to. And, and that's what causes, I believe, a lot of the way that men are feeling at the moment. You know, mental health issues, suicide, depression, anxiety. These things are caused not only by the lifestyle choices that we talked about before, but also the fact that we're, we're not actually part of something bigger than ourselves. We're not actually working towards a common goal. Um, you know, and, and if you've ever worked, you know, in a, in a situation where you're, you know, you're working together with people towards something bigger, um, there's a really deep sense of alignment and fulfillment, and satisfaction. Anyone that's been, you know, in the army, anyone that's been in those, uh, you know, in the forces or in the, in the uh, emergency services will tell you there's a team feeling. There's a feeling of like, wow, this is, this is powerful, you know, getting on board with, with, a, with SES or you know, with, with the fireys, you know, they'll, they'll all tell you the same thing. There's camaraderie, there's connection, there's a feeling of contributing to something, and they feel great. People in those jobs will tell you it feels really good. The problem is we have is that most men don't have access to that experience unless they go seeking for it. Yes. And, you know, the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, it's about bringing that back. What is the thing that men can do to contribute to someone other than themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 like, and if I can give one piece of advice, if there's anybody listening and, and they're in a bit of a flat spot in their life, if there's anybody that comes to me and says, oh, mate, I'm feeling depressed, you know what I tell them? I say, find somebody you can help. It's really simple and it's, it's really, really effective. As soon as you go in to serve or be in support to someone else, you don't think about your problems anymore. You're not thinking about yourself. You're actually feeling good about contributing to someone else's life and if people can find that in their lives whatever that looks like for them it might be volunteering it might be you know mates for mates it might be just having a conversation with somebody who's having a tough time you know are you okay day was last week mm. just asking a mate hey mate how are you actually going and then once they give a yeah good mate you know once they give that yeah good mate we'll actually say well no mate what's what's really going on how, how are you really going yep and just probing that little bit further and actually inviting a deeper conversation it's amazing how that actually has the person who's asking feel good. Mm. You know, the feedback I get consistently from the men's circles that I run is that they men feel great when they can help a mate. For sure, mate. Oh, look, and that that's opening your heart, isn't it? You know, mm. th- 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 this is where we where we can really learn. You know, like you're you're as you said, you're not thinking. You're you're in this truth. And, and that, 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 that is the wisdom that's actually like, you know, that's there trying to teach us. This is, this is the essence of being a human. When you talk deeply to spiritual guys about this, that they say that that is this pure love, which is, which is uh, you know, never dying, uh, which is always there. Some of the indigenous um, leaders that I've had conversations with, you know, talk deeply about this. This is where we become confused as men, you know, like... Like, we're, we're separated in so many ways. Like, you look at religion. Like, how the fuck did we get to that point where we become so disconnected and confused with regards to something which was meant to make us feel good, you know? Mm. Um, sitting in a church in a, as, a, as a kid singing and, and, and doing the hymns and that was great because you're doing thing in, in things in union. But, um, but yeah, like, this division and, and separation in life has really taken us away from, from the, the, the real truth. And that collaboration and that connection and that community is so vital and important, you know. Uh, that's why when I come to Agnes, there was, there was nothing like that. So I said, we've got to pull guys together to start to talk about stuff outside the pub, outside of this make-believe, you know, bullshit, 
and get back to the real the real truth and essence of what it's all about you know so there's disconnection in in all communities throughout australia you know in many many ways and uh you know the ancient wisdoms uh they they had it right and, and what you're doing is getting back to that truth again you know it's getting back to this collaboration where you, you you can have those conversations which are supportive and um, you know, being able to, to, to help one another. And, and that's really what it's all about. You, the women do it really well, mate. You look at how women, uh, you know, yeah. get about. Uh, yeah, the women, the women, and this is something I've learned about in terms of evolutionary biology as well, is that in, in, in tribal times, you know, in our, in our ancient history, women, they, their evolution geared them to work together much more naturally um, and by communicating. Because if they didn't communicate with other women, they wouldn't survive. You know, they needed to work together to band together to survive and to protect themselves and to and to support themselves and their families. Men have this mission orientation. We are wanting to chase after the mammoth. You know, we're wanting to go after something. And the, our whole society has been structured that way. Our entire capitalist world has been structured for chasing chasing success chasing chasing money chasing material things mm -hmm. so we're, we're living in this kind of masculine uh energy as a society as a whole and 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 it's not serving us you know we're, we've separated you know we used to live in groups of about 100 people and now we're living in homes with one or two people you know separated families families that it's that you do, we don't even know the names of our neighbors yeah you know and and that is a big part of the thing that we've we've lost and the problem is that it's gone so far down the road, it's really difficult to, to wind back. You know, we, we can't go back to living in caves. We can't go back to living on the savannah. Mm. But, but what we can do is start to find these communities and start to find our tribe. You know, and that's really what I'm creating. You know, we've got 450 men now from 15 countries around the world as part of this Primal Man Project community. Mm. And the thing that I hear over and over again is they're so grateful to have this tribe. They're so grateful to have a place. Every couple of weeks, we, we drop into a Zoom meeting and we just share what's really going on. What are we actually dealing with? Mm. And, the, and the things that come up are so similar. Men say the same thing over and over again. They say, wow, I didn't realize that everybody was the same. Everybody's dealing with the same stuff. We might have a different version or a different circumstance, but the themes of what we're dealing with in, in our lives as men, they're, they're so consistent. Mm. And, if, and if we can do that work, like you're doing, like I'm doing, and, and you know, if men, if men are listening to this, find a tribe, you know, find the people who in your life you can support and also rely on. And, you know, if people are wanting to find that community, you know, I'd love to have anybody who wants to be involved, uh, you know, join our community online, even if you're in remote areas. You know, that's one of the great things about technology is I can offer a space to men all over the country and around the world mm. to, to join with other men and just say, hey, you know what? You're not you're not alone, and and whatever you're dealing with, there's probably people who've had experiences that can help and share to help you deal with what you're going through, mm. or not even just dealing with challenges, but actually celebrating themselves. You know, hey, I had this great win. Men are terrible at celebrating themselves. I'm I'm one of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. same. We 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 got nominated. Primal Man Project got nominated this year for for the National Men's Health Awards for contribution for contribution to men's work. Do you think I celebrated? Mm. You know, do, do you think I told everybody about it and said, hey, look at this. This was awesome. I didn't because we've got this tall poppy culture that, that prevents men from really celebrating 
you know who we are and what we've achieved and yeah. I know, and i offer that space for men saying hey man what's some wins that you've had lately you know what's some what's some awesome things that you're up to that we can all pat you on the back and just say bloody well done and yeah if you can find people in your life that will celebrate you, you you're on the way to actually creating a much better life for yourself mm, well said mate and yeah it's something that i i last year when i sort of was lucky enough to pick up something like that it was just oh yep no worries and and just move on you know uh yeah uh, but yeah i um yeah i guess you know certainly uh to be able to be recognized for doing something great is, is good um but you don't sort of chase um chase uh rewards or achievements but you know to, to have some people you know recognize what you're doing i think's really really key you know and Geez, I never realised that you had such a, a, a large collaboration of, of people like, you know, and, and all these people in different countries that are actually joining, joining in with what you're doing and um, it's mm. obviously working, you know, because there's a real need uh, underneath uh, all the bullshit to be able to get back to the, the essence of what it's all about. Yeah, and it's what it says to me is that the message of this idea that we're living a long way from our design mm. resonates it's like a bell, you know, once you've rung it, people just hear it, you know, it's like, wow, shit, that's really true. And that message has resonated with people. Anybody who I tell about the work that I do, there's nobody that says, oh, mate, that's a, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody says helping men's mental health and helping men's wellness is a bad idea. It's, it's a universally recognized thing that in our society, mate, we're, we're, we're getting it wrong. Yep. And, you know, the conversations that are going on on every podcast, on every, every, every platform, you know, that I'm listening to are all sharing the same thing. You know, you, you listen to Joe Rogan or you listen to, you know, any of the, the sort of the, the popular thought leaders, you know, Jordan Peterson, all these guys that are talking in the modern, in, in the modern you know, media, at least in the spaces that I'm listening to, they all, tell, they all say the same thing. Mm. You know, we're, we're in a crisis that our society is out of whack with our evolution yeah absolutely it's been, been created mate uh, it is you know look at look at currency in its essence you know mm. jason might grow the, the 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 tomatoes and i'll grow the zucchini and we swap them and then maybe jason got greedy and uh you know then he then he started growing the zucchinis himself and um uh and and you know this is where this division started to, to happen uh, but yeah, the, the whole like, just think about it, mate. Money is is just now make believe. Like it's it's actually currency which is invisible in in most ways, and that's why they try yep. to try to push us away from like exchanging a bit of paper or a bit of metal. But but you know, <clears throat> yeah, like like exactly what what you mentioned with those guys, and you know, there's this truth underneath all that, which is. Um, uh, which is which is never dying, and uh, you know it doesn't matter. We can all talk about it till the cows come home, but that's always going to be there, you know. And um, we just got to keep uh, on the wagon of reminding ourselves because the colonial system in which we uh, we live in is is dysfunctional. I believe in many ways it's not actually giving us um, the ability to be able to sort of connect to the truth, and that's where we get disconnected, and we start to you know push into other forms of um you know happiness that uh that aren't real um that you know give us this illusion of uh, what it's all about but the truth um is 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 so much um more deeper and powerful to that so you know to actually like get back to the systems that work and the systems that uh the 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 the, the, the currency is the the love and the and that communication you know um that that is the truth of the, the currency uh, in its essence you know to be able to express that openly and honestly and receive that 
Um, you know, is what it's all about. And you think how we've blocked ourselves from receiving, you know, with what you said about that award or whatever, you know, like, it's not like we, we, we want to feel good uh, in many ways. It's like we're, we're not worthy or whatever. Well, I think we're, as guys, we actually get stuck in that mindset. Uh, you know, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a thing for me too, you know. Um, um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, to be able to sort of recognise, um, you know, that you are an important contributor to society and everyone's got a gift. You know, I think a lot of guys have been blocked from their gift and their, their purpose and their truth. So to be able to sort of have someone come to you that's broken, to be able to give them, them the ability to be able to, um, you know, find purpose and, and direction again is, is so important, you know, um, uh, because that's how we can start to, you know, flip around the mental health issues that we've actually um, been experiencing. And let's, let's, let's face it, you know, the reason why we're having these, these challenges is because, you know, guys have become lost and disconnected. But flip that around so they can start to get direction and, uh, and truth and back to their purpose again and what it's all about, then we're going to see a de-escalation in this sort of stuff. And I believe, you know, over the next, you know, five to ten years, I believe we can have zero male suicides in regional Australia by doing the work that we're doing. I couldn't agree more. And for me, you know, suicide is not about waiting until you're in a dark place to start having a conversation because already, you know, you're starting to think about it. You're checking out. Yep. Um, the thing that you touched on before, purpose, for me is, is, is the magic formula. You know, it's what I found in my life when I was in a dark place. When I started to do men's work, I, I was going along to these workshops and experiences and retreats and feeling like I was contributing to other people's lives. I thought, wow. This is, this is it, you know, this is the thing that I'm actually here to do. And for men, purpose, you know, it's a big part of my work, helping men to find the thing that they can do to contribute to the world that they really enjoy and they're also really good at. That, that's the secret formula. You know, it's, there's a Japanese philosophy, you know, people can Google it. It's called Ikigai, I-K-I-G-A-I, Ikigai. Mm. And it, it basically means if you, if you take the things that you're good at and the things that you really love, and the things that you can do to contribute to the world and be paid for, and if you could put them all together, you know, in one, that's that's the secret. That's the secret source to, to happiness and fulfillment. Because mm. it, it means it means that you're enjoying what you're doing in contribution and you're still able to earn an income. Yeah. And, and when, I, when I actually sat down and looked at that as a formula for purpose, I started realizing that, I, you know, I'm good at communicating with people. I'm good at standing up in front of a room of people and conveying an idea. And I really like connecting and I really like helping to take people to a better place within themselves. Mm. I thought, shit, the world needs that and it, I can be paid for it. So putting those things together means that there's never a day that I wake up that I don't want to go to work. You know, I don't have Monday-itis. I don't have a feeling of like Sunday night, oh, shit, I've got to go to work. <laughs> Man, I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm excited to have this conversation with you, Aaron. You know, I'm excited to to get on the phone with good men from around the world mm. and say, hey, man, how do, we, how, do we, how do we help you live more lit up? How do we help you get back to tribe and how to have a better life? There's, there's not a day that I do my work that I don't love. I work Saturdays. I do my men's circles on the weekends. You know, I travel and volunteer at workshops and retreats and I spend time away from my family and, you know, I, I work fucking hard, mate, you know? Mm. I'm there chopping wood, filling lanterns and running these men's circles and I'm, I'm giving up my weekends to do that. But I tell you what, once those men turn up, once they're sitting around that fire, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yep. And, and that's not to self-aggrandise self myself. It just what I want to share here with, with your audience is that 
if you can find that thing that you really love, that you're good at and that you can do for the world and you can be paid for it, mate, that's that's a recipe for a, for a great life. I oh, agree, mate. Improve mental health, improve 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 fulfillment or you know all, all, all the good stuff the good energy you know and yeah that that that's our job to be able to direct people towards that you know mate um i think i might have mentioned this to you this year before but i've had some amazing experiences where where i've helped guys divert and redirect and i was teaching in yoga in maximum security prison you know a few years ago so these wow. are guys that are fucking agitated and angry and that and you know get them on the mat stretch the body open up you watch you watch a human being change before your eyes from 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 getting out of their head back into their heart again and uh mate it does not discriminate you know everyone's got this sense of peace and and calm within them um which which is 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 there right you know so to to take a guy that's traumatized and give him more trauma more trauma uh, is just disgraceful, I believe, you know. Uh, one of the biggest things for me was to be able to go in and observe uh, the ability to be able to uh, help a guy that's, um, that's, that's, um, that's being punished for, for a behaviour primarily to turn that around and start to feel like themselves again and then empower them to find a purpose. You know, and I've had guys that have been incarcerated that have come out that have just, you know, taken that by the balls and actually like started to redivert their lives. And that's just um, taken them away from the ability to be able to go back to their old uh, community and their old habits and that sort of thing and start to empower themselves. And, you know, that, you know, a young fella years ago, I, I went into a school and um, had, you know, half a dozen of the most problematic troubled boys in the room. Uh, and once the teacher left, I said, right, boys, what the fuck's going on here? And we started to get to the real shit. And then, you know, a couple started crying. They told me about their problems and none of the teachers or none of the counsellors recognised that, you know. Um, uh, but one kid in that room, he said, um, and I used to know his dad pretty well, um, he said, I hate school, this, that and the other, you know, stuff's going on for me outside of here. And I said, mate, what do you love to do? And he said, I like to ride my scooter. And uh, I said, well, why don't you do that? Now he's a professional scooter rider, riding his scooter, you know, overseas and all around the world and all those sorts of things, you know. So, so That's to, amazing. It is, but it just goes to show if you love something and you put your energy into it, then you can create something from that, you know, because, uh, um, you know, that enjoyment is what lights us up and that, that purpose and that, that drive is within all of us. You know, we've all got something, whether you're the guy that's locked up in prison there's something that he loves to do, but is anyone actually given the ability to turn it around and open it up and get it out? Probably not, you know, but if someone comes along and, and they're able to help them uh, feel safe to, uh, to expose that and start to draw that out and start to support them on the journey, then all of a sudden you've got a guy that's going to be a continual offender, uh, turning his life into something that's proactive and productive, and we've all got that within us. It's our birthright, you know, it really is, to be able to be happy, to be healthy, to be connected, to be driven to be purposeful to you know to love life and love yourself and love your life and you know that's that's that that's what it's all about it's not about fear guilt shame greed all those lower levels of consciousness which we've been connected to for so long which we think will bring us happiness but they don't you know so to, to flip that around that's why we've got a job to do mate and that's why um you know you you, you you're dead right I, you know to be able to 
to be able to do what you love, but also to be supported and rewarded for that, you know, that's, that's tremendous. Um, you know, and, and that's something I've grappled with over the years. Set up this charity, I don't get a lot of support with that, you know, so I'm battling with, with that side of things, but I am fulfilled with what I do. Uh, but for my, you know, my purpose to, to expand and thrive is to be able to, to have people like me and you, you know, spread through all the country where we're starting to do this work and getting, getting away from that reactive approach and more into the proactive approach, you know. That's where we can start to flip things around and um, start to address the issues. But, you know, have everyone that's got the, uh, the joy of being a human or, you know, the ability to... Uh, to, to, to be human, uh, to actually like, you know, love their life and start to create something which is um, powerful because we're only in these, these bodies for a short period of time, you know. Mm. When we think about it, you know, 70, 80, up to 100 years or more, who knows? But, you know, if you can actually like enjoy that time, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift to be a human. We're not meant to be here to be miserable, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I love that story. And, yeah, love love the work that you've done, mate. It's... it's um you know, I've only been in this work a couple of years, and and I and I know how challenging it can be. And I and I feel sometimes it feels like I'm pushing shit uphill. Yeah, and yeah. To, to hear the stories of you going into prisons and helping, you know, disaffected young people is, is it's it's inspirational, mate. And I'm just really grateful that you know I get a chance to share this work with you. You know, for a long time I felt like I was on my own mm. um, doing this work and and feeling like this was what was needed. You know, I didn't know that there were people out there in the world that were doing this and have been doing this for, for a bloody long time. So, yeah, mate, hats off to you and, and everything that you do. It is um, it is an inspiration and it's, it's great to share this work and, and have this conversation because these are the conversations that are going to be dropping the seeds, you know, into people's minds and they're going to be sending ripples out into the world. Mm. You know, the, the, the work that I've done, you know, I run a program called The Path and it's about helping men to find purpose and then helping them, empowering them to do something about it. You know, and I've done some work with, um, you know, a, a good friend of ours, a mutual friend, Brant Kogel, mm. you know, and I was working with him to transition from, from being a martial arts instructor into really helping and supporting men. Mm. Um, and so for any guys up in the Rocky area, you know, uh, the Warrior's Way is a fantastic movement that supports men to develop the mindset of a warrior mm. Mm. and to develop that practice of discipline and stillness within themselves, you know, doing the things that can support you to have a better life and then to get your life on track, you know, to get after what you want, but do it in a way that's consistent with what you really value. And, um, you know, the, the impact that Brand is having in Rockhampton, you know, I've also done some work with the guys at, uh, at Project Blokes, you know, again, up, up there in Rocky, if you, mm. you're in the fly and fly out community and you want a space to connect with other good men, uh, check out Project Blokes. Um, the guys are, you know, JDL and Jordan and the guys from, from Project Blokes are, are fantastic, you know, advocates for men's mental health. And mm. again, you know, the impact that they're going to have in the world after having done the work with me to really zero in on their purpose and to really get clear on where they want to go is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm humbled by it, you know, and I, and I love this feeling that by introducing people to this idea that they can share their gifts and they can do that in support to other people and that impact that that's going to have on the world that really helps me to feel like and like your story about the young bloke with his scooter you know just by that simple act of encouraging him to follow his passion you know the impact he's going to have you won't even ever know you and i could speculate but there are going to be people that are getting inspired by that young man mm. and him turning pro and him doing what he loves there are going to be kids out there that see that and they go and do the, they, they go and do their own their own version of the same Follow their follow their passions. Oh, hundred um, percent. Oh, and he's got probably about forty or fifty times more followers on Instagram than you and I have. 
<laughs> fantastic. That's fantastic. I love I love seeing people succeed. You know, much much more uh, powerfully than me in that space. Like I love when I see you know people like brands and people like uh, JDL and you know I've I've supported another another man in Perth who's who's got a movement over there called uh, the Evolution Mafia. And uh, he, he runs a group for, for high-performing men, you know, businessmen and entrepreneurs and professionals that they want to balance their lives and they want to have a better relationship with their families and, and they want to learn and grow and also be around other really good men who, who are doing something similar. So when I see that work getting done, it's, um, yeah, it, it, just, it, it, it lights my heart on fire, man. It's, it really does. It, it, um, it reminds me that there are good people in the world who want to do good things they just need a bit of support and they need a bit of guidance and then they need the right direction. And once they, once they channel their energy to something that's of service, you know, there's just a massive impact we can have in the world. For sure, mate. And, and, and that, that empowerment, you know, that, that continual empowerment is important rather than the, the, um, the competition or the, uh, uh, what's the word for it? The, um, uh, I suppose the comparison, you know, of yeah. <laughs> get back to the Instagram followers. He's got more than me, <laughs> this, that, and the other, you know, like, like it doesn't matter if you've, if you've helped someone, um, explode and expand. Great. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, that's where we get sort of getting, uh, off track where, 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 we're sort of, you know, getting too comparative and that sort of thing and um yeah mate let's, let's actually like enjoy the journey and then start to empower others so we can start to expand and spread that throughout um you know communities and regions and and you know beyond this country like you're doing like if you've got people collaborating with you from overseas and you're actually being able to you know bring wisdom and knowledge and and uh, awareness into you know into other nations and that's great mate and that's 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 evolution in its effort in its essence you know to be able to to have that um is what it's all about mate because at the end of the day whether we're black white chinese you know uh indigenous australian uh whatever we're all the same you know we're all the same uh it's just we've been born in different parts of the world in different cultures but we've all got a beating heart in the middle of our chest which is getting back to that truth and love uh, as, as everything around us has, has got, you know, just being a human is more complex and we've got these gifts, um, you know, let's, let's actually start to use those gifts rather than, um, you know, uh, disempowering or, or being disempowered to, uh, to, to get away from our truth and our purpose in this lifetime. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, everybody's got their own flavour. You know, if, if people are listening to this and thinking, oh, that's, that's all well and good for them and that's not really my jam. You know, everybody that comes through this work that I do, this, you know, the program I run called The Part, everybody has their own version of what it is that they can do to contribute to the world. You know, I had a, I had a bloke who was a property developer and he was retired at 44 because he'd made all his money and he was just sitting on his ass. Mm. And, he, and he came to me and he said, mate, I'm, I'm bored out of my brain. He <laughs> said, I, I, you know, I've been doing nothing for 18 months. I'm playing water golf. And he says, I, I just, you know, there's, there's nothing for me to do. Mm. So he, he, he'd done it all. He ticked all the boxes and made it. He was, he was miserable. Yep. So we, we did this work together and we got, him, we got him geared toward his purpose and he's created a project that is going to house homeless people using skilled labour coming out of the prisons yep. and, va and vacant land in the Gold Coast that's waiting for development that can sit vacant for two years. Mm. So they're, they're going to be constructing these tiny homes and they have a community to support rehabilitating these homeless people into more permanent accommodation. And, and mate, he, he had all of the tools. He had all of the network and the relationships and the connections and all he needed to do was just put it together. 
and find this way that he could inspire himself. And mate, he's he's back into his career and he's working with a mentor so that he can develop those relationships to really get his project going. Mm-hmm. And mate, they've they've got a they've got a prototype that they're building for this tiny home, and they're in front of the Gold Coast mayor, and and they've got you know they've got support and, and grant funding, and mate, they're often they're often running. And it's um it's it's just about taking the things that are uniquely you. You know, if people are listening to this and they have what is it what is it that they're passionate about? You know, what is it that they're good at? And so often people don't even give themselves permission to really acknowledge, hey, yeah, I, actually, you know what, I'm really good at that. And you know what, something about me is that I'm really good at connecting people. This guy, he realized his skill wasn't actually executing. His skill was connecting people. Yep. And all he did was introduce three different people, put them in a room together and said, oh, hey, I've got this idea. And they're off and racing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for, for the listener, you've got a unique set of gifts you know you've got a gift that you can offer the world and if you can only give yourself well first thing is awareness you know what is it about you that's fantastic what is it about you that's special and and unique and what is it that you can do to use that gift and give it to the world and i tell you what everybody wins Mm. oh mate Uh, so so powerful you know like geez like that that guy from 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 the self um the self-importance of getting to where he wanted to go to actually the importance of being a, uh, a contributor to society. Like, God, how much more fulfilled is his life going to be now? If he's 44 and he's going to be uh, 74 one day and 84 and 94, he's going to be happy for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's legacy. Yep. You know, people talk, people talk about, what, you know, what's your legacy? So often men particularly are, are in this trap of feeling like their purpose is their family, their purpose is their job and to provide. And, and that's, that, that's very noble and it's a good thing, you know, for men to provide. But the problem is, what if that family gets taken away? Yep. You know, God, God forbid, what, 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 if happen, what if something happens to family? They, their purpose gets pulled out from under them, under the rug. Yes. And, you know, my mentor uh, in men's work um, said to me once, he said, he pointed to his son who was in the room and he said, I love my son and I'll do whatever I can to support him and his greatness. He said, but he's not my purpose. Yeah. You know, and he knows that. He knows that my purpose is here. And he was leading a men's work uh, workshop. And he said, my purpose is you men. Mm. My, purpose is, my purpose is bigger than my family. So that whatever happens as a father, whatever, whatever happens to my son on his journey, I don't attach my purpose and my legacy to him. Yes. I, don't put, I, don't put that, I don't put that pressure on him. He can have his own journey and I'm going to be here to support him. So, you know, if men are listening and they feel like, yeah, you know, I ask men, I said, what do you, what's your purpose? And they go, yeah, I'm really clear. My purpose is my kids. I said, cool, man, what happens when they get to 18 and they go off and fly up, you know, they leave the nest? They go, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yes, yeah, you get lost, absolutely. And that, that's the yeah. thing, see, the attachment, the Buddhists talk about this, attachment causes suffering, you know. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're really, like, you're really attached to something or someone or whatever, if that gets taken away, then you do feel lost. But you've got to have this 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 awareness um, which is beyond it and have your own purpose and passion and your drive and have these people in your life that are supporting you uh, too but you need to support them as, as, as kids and so forth too but but understand that you, you've got to have something else in your life if you're too attached to your identity as a as a you know a, a, a business person or a sports person or whatever you know that's going to cause suffering at the end of the day uh you know because that's going to come to an end but um to have something to to get this yin yin and yang balance that we spoke about before um is really really key and and, and important and powerful in this lifetime and opening you up to the elements of higher levels of consciousness and awareness um you know um 
oh, I believe is, is really important. Otherwise, you can go back into, you know, depression, into worry, into shame, into fear, into guilt, into disappointment, and that really quickly. And as, as happened with old mate when he was 44, when he uh, thought he had everything, but he had nothing, you know. Yeah, that's a really good expression. Thought he had everything and he had nothing. Mm. Yeah, when people, Jim Carrey said something uh, pretty fantastic, and I don't know if you followed his journey, but he's actually gone down a road of pretty deep in enlightenment and, and self-inquiry. And, mm. you know, he's not about the media and the, and the money and the success, you know. And he said, um, he said, I wish for everybody to have fame and fortune so that they could realise it's not what they needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I don't really uh, follow much or watch TV or any of that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I not at all. Clue, I wouldn't have a clue what Tony Robbins is up to, but yeah, you're dead right. We're all talking about the same thing, mate. It's, 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 it's the same language, isn't it? At the end of the day, these guys have got a profile, you know, and they can get it out there more and more. And um, But, yeah, like you and I and Jim Carrey and Tony Robbins could sit in uh, a room together and have a pretty good jam session. Without identity of who's got the most money or who's done the most stuff, you know, we're all we're all talking about the same stuff, you know. Yeah, we are, and I think that's the universal human truth. You know, you spoke yeah. a lot about truth. Yeah. And what I what I love is that if you look at the core, and you mentioned religion early on, you know, if you look at the core ideas in any of these major world religions or any of these you know spiritual philosophies. The core ideas are very similar, if not if not identical, mm. and the core idea in these movements and in these you know the, for these people who have big impact in the world, we're all saying the same thing with different words. Yes, we're, we're all coming back to the same truth, and that's this idea of convergence. You know, I learn about this idea that if if everybody is independently investigating the nature of humanity, the nature of truth, we all come to the same place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at philosophies and from from South America, you know, the Toltecs, they wrote about, you know, human nature and, and the stories we tell ourselves and the ways that we operate in our minds. You know, you look at Zen, you know, and, and Buddhism and you, then you look at this, the philosophies of the of the East and, and Native American tradition and an indigenous Australian wisdom. It's it's at the core. It's all very, very similar. Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, about it. It's, 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 as I said, it's, it's that undercurrent that's, 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 that's always there. It's connected. You know, I'll just get off track a little bit. We, we need to, to wind it up. But when the mind's agitated, right, uh, and you're in this truth and this, in this beautiful fluency within yourself, that mind de-escalates around you, you know. Um, you know. I've been around a lot of agitated guys and just be able to sort of stay connected to, to that, 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 that sort of sense of calm and, and truth, which is always there, which is really the reality of it all. And, um, you know, things come back to balance again. Now, getting off track a little bit again, mate, uh, yesterday I was doing a workout in the shed and I sort of heard this grunting and I turned around and there's two male kangaroos like not far from me staring at me. It's like they wanted to have a crack at me, you know. And uh, I just felt calm and connected in myself. And they sort of like give me a bit of a nod and they bounced away. So, uh, so it doesn't matter, you know, there's this beauty to life, which is, um, which is you know, amazing, you know, amazing. And uh, I've seen it, you know, whether it's a human or an animal or whatever it actually is, this, this beautiful sense of love and, and truth, which is, which is there, um, you know, which is available to us all, you know, and we're just got to try and stay true to that ourselves and, and, and true to uh, helping others sort of understand 
um, you know, the, the, the beauty of what it actually is to be alive and to be part of all this, you know, at the end of the day. And um, you know, the struggles are insignificant, um, you know, uh, to, to what's possible. So that's what we've got a job to do, mate. And, you know, I, I really I really appreciate, you know, the time and, 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 and all the stuff you're doing. And I'd like to know for the listeners, like, what's the best way for people to get hold of you if they want to look at your work? And start yeah, thank to, you. Um, to, to get connected with what you're doing and maybe, you know, get involved in some way. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Aaron. So the best way to find us is on Instagram or on Facebook, so Primal Man Project. And we have uh, a link on there that you can follow that go and have a look at the different work that we're doing. Join our Facebook group, which is, you know, a great way for us to keep in touch and keep supported. And we run an online men's circle every two weeks. So if you, you come in and have a look and join the Facebook group, you'll get an invite to the men's circle. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, find tribe and, and connect to themselves and, you know, do this work. And, mate, just also just want to say how awesome it is the work that you're doing. You know, I really value you. And there's a lot of people out there that are listening to what you're sharing and listening to the truth of what you're saying. And, mate, you, you take, you're, you're, you're elevating the conversation to a, to a much deeper place. And I think there needs more of it in the world. So, brother, good on you for what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, mate. Hopefully uh, a few people that are listening to this might be able to share it and, get it out there more and more and um you know yeah mate i I love uh i love you as a human being and everything you've been Mm. through to be able to get to where you are now and as you said you know that moment uh where you were carrying on like a pork chop uh uh you know being a dickhead uh we've all we've all been there and done that but you know you're able to turn it around and didn't stay a dickhead you know and um uh and that that's important and and i've been exactly in that same situation mate so i I get it and you know i was defined by my identity uh back then as being a a, maybe a loose cannon and that but no one actually understood deep down what i was going through you know what 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 Mm. what had contributed to those behaviors and this is where we've got to have more compassion in life and actually sort of help people um, understand that there's a better way to go about it, you know? 100%. Love it, brother. It's been great to connect with you, as always, man. 